deal. Hello, and welcome back to Can't Keep It on the DL. I will keep this intro super short considering this is a part two from our last episode. We get into so many good things. You guys are going to love this. This is part two of the Nate Ortiz, aka Be Great with Nate interview. Here we go. You've helped so many people at this point, and you're going to continue to do that, which is amazing. What is one of your favorite stories or success stories with one of your clients? Good question. All right. I got one success story. I can't mention the name because I signed a contract where I can't mention this. I, but that that's one of them is like um, this person, I found that they had a muscle imbalance, had a whole team behind them. Okay. Um, nutritionist, trainer, everything. And started working with me because I was working with one of their friends and it was an accident. Found out that they had tran- the transverse abdominals wasn't working properly due to uh, and their lower abdominals wasn't firing well due to bloating. Mm-hmm. Fixed their nutrition. Fixed their did life coaching with them at the same time, um, and they end up winning the championship in their field. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell nobody about it. So that was one of the biggest stories. But that's corny. So we're not going to go with that as number one. Corday, the rapper Corday, the arm, the the, the hip hop artist Corday was my favorite, and I'll tell you why. Corday is very special, um, a story and very special client because when I met Corday, I was depressed, and he would have never known that. When I met Corday, my dreams, the universe was testing me at the highest level. Twenty twenty, I lose my gym. I come to LA, my girlfriend, right before I lose my gym and COVID hit, my girlfriend is the main star of the new uh, Saved by the Bell. Okay. So we get the apartment here in, in Los Angeles. After getting the apartment in Los Angeles, I'm going back and forth from LA to New York. I had a successful gym in New York. I had a great community. I'm working with the Judge Judy's family, the New York Giants, the guy who created the Peloton, the, the CEO of Shake Shack. I have, I have a, a like, Everybody knew me in Westchester, New York. It was a very well-respected, high-end neighborhood. But I had this thing in my heart that that wasn't it for me. I'm like, this isn't it. Especially when it snowed and rained. I'm like, yo, man, this ain't it for me. So That's what we did. We were like, oh, this ain't it. So so, so where are you guys located? Uh, We're just south of Boston. And then we actually, like, I just lived in Los Angeles for four years. And then we were OC for a year. And then we actually just moved back to the East Coast. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I had to guess why you went back, I, I think if you're going through what most East Coasters go through when you come down here, um, how different the culture can be and how disconnected it can feel, I can understand that um, if that's one of the reasons why you went back. But we so both. I know we need to yeah, like, like, you know, we everybody always said that about L.A. They're like, oh, I hate the people, this, that, the other. I was like. I had a great experience and like, I have great friends from there. And like, I fully believe that like your vibe attracts your tribe. And like, if if you have intentions of meeting great people, that is the type of person that you're going to meet. And like, obviously it's like East coast, a lot more fast paced and direct and West coast is a little bit different in that aspect, but they are both incredible just in different ways. A hundred percent. And when you have the ability to go back and forth, that's like, Come on. That's like the dream come true. Um, I ran into when I first came to L.A., um, the COVID actually coronavirus hit my town first on the East Coast. Outside of Seattle, it hit. It didn't hit New Rochelle. And I was right over the town in Mimarinic Larchmont. And when it hit my town, 
um, I knew we were going to have to shut down the gym. So my girl's in LA. She's filming Saved by the Bell. I didn't, she was like, yo, quit. Come here. Leave the gym. I'm like, I can't do that. I have a whole community depending on me right now. It was a private studio in New York. And um, I was going to buy it. I was going to come full-time owner. I was in a partnership with a guy who gave me partnership because he watched my YouTube videos. All right. So before TikTok was a thing, I was on YouTube with like five views. Okay. I never gave up. I have a whole, um, you know, uh, software um, um, extra hard drive here that has all my videos from 2015 to today. And I failed and failed and failed and failed and failed and failed about making it on YouTube. I was like, I got to get 100,000 subscribers. I have to hit 1 million follow. I mean, views. I have to do these things. And it didn't work out. But when you stay persistent, the universe, bring, it works out in different ways. And it, that's when TikTok took off for me. But when I came to, um, when I was in LA, I came to LA one time on February 14, 2020. And this was a month right before COVID. And I went to Venice Beach and I was walking in my vans, my Lululemon uh, outfit, chilling. And I'm like, I want to be able to, I wish I can take my clients and my business here. But I had no proof. I had no whatever. For the couple of years, I was preparing myself, studying marketing, copyright, how to build websites. I was like, when the day comes, I'm prepared. Long story short, COVID hit my town first. I came to LA, think I was going to be here for two years. I took my puppy with me. And then two weeks, I mean, sorry, not two years, two weeks. Two weeks turned into two months. Two months turned into four months. And then I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm leaving. So I moved out of my apartment. And then one day, I come out and I see this dude. I kept on seeing this dude, man. He had a whole bunch of dudes with him with jewelry. They were driving Maybachs. I'm like, man, these dudes are drug dealers, bro. So I told my girl one day, I'm like, yo, if this dude says anything to you, you let me know. I know they sell drugs. And mm -hmm. that's where I was wrong. That's I learned a lot about my belief system coming to L.A. That was one thing I was wrong about. Number two, L.A. slow. L.A. people are this and this and no, but the truth of the matter is I was so out of balance. I was so yang and doing so much that when I got into a, a place where they're opposite, mm -hmm. it exposed my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that was the second belief thing I had. And then number three, you think that people you see on TV are actually rich and successful, but they're broke and they're my clients. That's another thing that I've learned and I can get into. But so one day I go in the hallway and a guy, his name is Ace. I'm like, oh, here's a drug dealer. He won't talk to me. So we're going to see what's up. And he goes up. He goes, hey, man, welcome to the building. Welcome to L.A. Where are you from? I'm like, he's like, you're from New York, right? In New Jersey. I'm like, yeah, I'm originally from Jersey City, New Jersey, but that's right by New York. He's like, look, I'm going to a store. Do you need anything? I'm like, what? What? Do you need anything? He's like, um, do you need, do, are you guys hungry? My girl's going to cook tonight. You guys want food? I'm like, oh, this guy's that type of drug dealer, huh? Like, you acting like you're my friend, right? A little bit. <laughs> exactly. And then he goes... He goes, and he talks to me. He's like, what do you do? And I tell him what I do, whatever. And he's like, well, I'm a music manager. I work with rappers. And I was like, oh, my God. Because where I come from, when you're my age, that successful, you're selling drugs. But that's mm -hmm. not how it is in L.A. You can meet 25-year-olds that are millionaires here. Yeah. So I meet him. Old. It's insane. It's insane. Like 18, 17, you, you'll be shocked. Especially now with TikTok, game over. Yeah. Exactly. So I meet him and then he tells me, he's like, yo, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I also, I manage this crew named YBN. Um, and this is rappers, whatever. I'm like, YBN? I'm like, I never heard of them. He goes, yeah, I got these kids, but this is the kid right here. This kid's special. And it was Corday. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my little brother talks about this guy all the time. Say so he's like, in hip hop, we're hoping for real music, right? Real hip hop artists. I mean, a fans of want real music. We don't want all this 
um, I think trap rap all the time. We want, I, I'm a lyricist. I love Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. I love J. Cole. I'm like that type of guy. So they're like, yo, he's one of them. So in my mind immediately, I'm like, he's going to be my client one day. So right. I talked to him for four hours. That was in March, 2020. Then he starts following me on Instagram. Then fear of criticism. I was scared to put all my videos on Instagram. I'm like, you know what? Forget this, man. I lost my gym. I, I have to create a business online. I have to show people my beliefs and I don't care about the criticism about fungal infections, digestive issues, zones. So I start throwing on Instagram and then he'll stop me in the hallway. And one day he's like, yo, Corday gained weight. He needs, uh, can you write him a meal plan? And I'm like, meal plan? I'm like, look, man, I can't write him a meal plan. Not everything works for everybody. I need to actually see what's going on. I said, if he gives me one hour of his time, one hour of his time, I promise you right now, um, if I waste it, if he felt like it was wasted, I'll pay him for his time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he goes, all right, well, let's see what we can do. I heard, I heard nothing. So at this time I'm like, oh man, then I get an actor. Then I HBO calls me for the get basically work with one of their stars to get him ready for a show. I got him down 20 pounds, got him ripped. He had addiction issues, got the addiction. And I'm like, all right, I'm building a name in Hollywood a little bit. And then one day I was at the gym. It was in November, November 4th, 2020. So March to November, I was manifesting every day that I was going to get Corday because I knew this guy just got nominated for a Grammy. I knew if I can get him, I know that I can just, I can, I can really, and I wanted that challenge. Mm -hmm. Ace hits me up. Yo, Corday got a, a GQ magazine shoot with Naomi Osaka. He wants you to work with him to get him in shape. See, I'd never even talked to this dude yet, Corday. So I'm like, Okay, he's, I'm going to put you in a group text. So I hang up the phone. I call my girl. I'm like, yo, it's going to happen. We're finally going to get this going. She's like, all right, yo, all right, this sounds good. Puts in a group chat. I'm like, yo, Corday, let me know when you want to meet up. We can start getting, you know, getting to work. Didn't hear anything for a week. Didn't reply to me. So Ace calls me. Nate, what rappers is a little different. You got to put your foot down. You got to push them. You got to do this. You got to do that. I didn't want to do all that, right? I'm like, man. So he goes, look, man. You're going to have to put your foot down. You have to. So I'm like, he said, call him. I'm like, call him. I'm like, all right. So I hung up. I was uncomfortable. I was walking my two dogs. And as I'm walking my dogs, I go, I'm going to send him a video. So I send him a video. I got the video to this day. I'm like, yo, Corday, if you're serious about getting a shit for GQ in a month and you really want results, I'm the guy. We got to get to work ASAP. So I send him this video, enthusiastic, just natural. He FaceTimes me after sending it, like one second after. He's in a studio with um with Anderson Pack, right? And he's like, yo, what's up, bro? I'm like, I'm like, yo, what's up, bro? You know, I try to bring it up. <laughs> walking my dogs, man. I'm just walking my dogs, my two little doodles, right? At the time, I, only, I had a golden doodle and an Aussie doodle. I'm, you know, I'm 6'3", you know, 200 plus with doodles in a park, right? And he goes, when are you free? And I'm like, I'm free right now. He's like, all right, I'm going to send you my address. This is a true story, okay? So he sends me his address. I go, I call my girl. I'm like, yo, I'm going to his house. So as I'm going to his house, I pull up to these gates. You have to go through security. You pull up to the crib. I bring out a notebook and I bring out a pen and I have a book bag on. I go in. There's just a whole bunch of famous rappers in there. Half of them, I did not know who they were, right? One of them happened to be uh, YBN, young, I mean, not, not young boy. Um, I don't even know his name. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, they um, Almighty J was his name. Um, so there's a lot of like rappers in there, right? So I go in there, I sit him down on the couch. 
was you go in and go in his house. He had a beautiful view of Calabasas. It was just like, so I'm like, yo, bro, don't be. And I wasn't a fan of Corday, right? I didn't really listen to him. So I wasn't fanning out. And I was like, it's game time. It's game time. I have to build my business. I have to show the world that this is what, th when I switch this around. So I sit him down and said, what's your goals? So I'm writing down. As I'm writing down, you got people blasting music. They're going crazy playing 2K. He has ADD. He's all over the place. And I'm like, this shit ain't going to work. In my mind, I'm like, this ain't going to work. I'm going to have to do something very risky. So then I said, yo. Everybody was like, I'm like, yo, yo, yo. Pause the game. Yo, turn the music off. They're like, what's going on? Everybody in the kitchen. So everybody gets in the kitchen. And I go to each one of them. And I say, what's your dream? Oh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, get this money. What's your dream? Uh, I don't really know. You have, you drink out. You 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 have a sex addiction. You have alcoholic addiction. How much weed do you smoke a day? Are you happy with yourself? I knew that at that point I had to bring the street side of me out, mixed with my holistic knowledge, mm -hmm. and then I started exposing them. You had an anterior pelvic tilt. You pre-ejaculate really fast with women. How does that make you feel? It's <laughs> one of the boys too. They're like, "Fuck!" All, all men. And they're all. all they men. all have something too. So you're like, "Fuck!" Like all men from DC. This guy knows me. Yeah, exactly. Two, all men from the hood in DC, Washington DC, all of them, Maryland and DC, from the urban area, calling yeah, them yeah. out. You right here. You have a hard time having an erection. You, 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 um, you, you're, you're an alcoholic, and you never go through with your dreams. You're drinking. It's 12 p.m. Mm -hmm. And I called all them out. And I said, how many of you care about him? They all raised their hand. I said, okay. How many of you are happy where you are today? Honestly, nobody raised their hand. How many of you know you could do better? They raised their hand. How many of you are a fan of Kobe Bryant? Michael Jordan, LeBron, whatever, whatever. Me, 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 me. How many of you are willing to push yourself to the next level? Mm -hmm. They all raised their hand. And I said, okay, let's do this. Open up the refrigerator. Bunch of junk food. Boom, 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 boom. Cabinets. Boom, 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 boom. Can you pronounce this word in the back, back of this box? No. Can you pronounce this word? No. Do you know what this does? No. You know why your skin is like that. So Corday had skin issues. He was at his heaviest. He had an uh, ankle injury. He kept on going to a specialist for his right ankle was extremely um, just out of, it was injured. Okay. Um, skin issues. Uh, a lot of, uh, Corday was very good at not telling you how he felt. And he's very secretive. He didn't want it to, he didn't trust nobody. Okay. So when he brought me to a studio one day, he's like, you're the fourth person that ever came in here. Write your name on the board. I'm like, <laughs> you know, because he's very tight. He's very yeah. tight on his dreams and his ideas. Right. So when I started working with him immediately, I said, instead of me attacking your emotions right now, because half of you in this room have been molested as a kid and you're showing it out by your sex addiction today. Because you think that uh, you communicate with your sexual energy instead of your heart. Because you think that's too light skin or that's soft. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you think with the other head. And then when you're done with that job, then you, you actually go break hearts. And you, you, you attract that karma right back to you. So they were speechless. And this was like an hour. I was going ham. I was sweating. I remember like it was just I was sweating. Yeah. Sweating like a sweating like a pig in there, but I was going crazy because I'm like, Nate, you got him on the hook. You got him, you gotta finish. You gotta bring him to the so what we did is 
I explain how the digestive issues are creating anterior pelvic tilts, how the nerves from the digestive tract from L3, L4 come down to the uh, through the organs of the digestive tract, the small intestines, large intestines that then therefore connect to internal oblique, external oblique, uh, specifically internal and transverse abdominis, and that wraps around the pubic bone back up to the lumbar spine. So if you have a lot of inflammation, especially in your digestive tract, the chances of you controlling your erection as men is going to be very small for women you're going to have a hard time having orgasms that's just what happens you overthink you're trying doing too much etc so i knew half of them would had a sexual drive i had to get these young men by exposing a sexual drive and their muscle imbalance and tell them how nutrition uh, uh worked with that okay mm -hmm. after doing all that then I said the first step, and that gave them the game plan. Okay, so I'm going to fix nutrition. After fixing nutrition, what we're going to do is I'm going to have, have to rehab your ankle. So I'm telling Cordae, I have to rehab your ankle because your right glute is weak. Your right glute and hamstring are weak, which then you're, you're putting – you have a, a pronation of the ankle, which is creating injury to your ankle, and you're seeing every doctor right now spending thousands of dollars. I'm going to fix that for you. I'm also going to fix your skin. You see that skin? Your skin is a detoxification organ. You are eating BS. We're going to fix that as well. And I can tell you right now, man, your core muscles not working. Your skin issues are showing up. I can only imagine the battle you have with your mind and your ideas and your thought process throughout the day. Oh, man. And you got nominated for a Grammy with this? Jesus, we're going we're gonna to take things to the next level. So after doing that, I was four hours in the kitchen with them. Four hours. So when I was done, Mental. I was like, Old. I love that. And guess what? I did it and I didn't charge a cent. Mm -hmm. Remember, I'm doing, I'll do it for free. I'll, I'll, the first, let me meet him. I don't want nothing from him. Let him see my energy before he commits financially. And then he makes a decision from there. So I go to leave and he goes, Yo, what do I eat? And I'm like, Well, when we start our program, we'll do this. I'll take you to the supermarket. I'll teach you how to shop. He goes, can we go now? So I'm like, oh, all right. So it's like 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. We get in the car. There's a true story. We drive down from Calabasas. There's a Mahalan um, Drive that turns into Topanga Canyon, okay? So we go down. As we're driving through, I'm like, yo, this is a nice neighborhood, man. This is a nice neighborhood. Like, if I can live in this area because I was living in an apartment, I knew I was in trouble because I started having actors, famous actors and rappers and come to my apartment and work out in my room. <laughs> so I was like, I got to create something out of this. So I end up creating uh, something in the future, like a house. I built a uh, $60,000 gym in my backyard, professional studio where I have people come see me. So long story short, this is, we go to Whole Foods. I teach him how to shop. After shopping, he goes to me. Um, it was $115. We got wild caught salmon. I told him, don't get farmers, get wild caught. Don't get on GMO, get organic. Mm -hmm. Doing all these things with him. Um, no more. He used to get these big lattes from Coffee Bean. No more of that. Green tea. Um, when you're in a studio and you need a little bit of energy, green tea. Here, no more sugar, stevia. And we did all these, you know, uh, switching and, and, you know, um, in and out and made it simple for him. We get to the register and he was like, yo, this is expensive. Like Whole Foods is expensive. And I'm like, what? He's like, it's expensive. <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's $115. He's like, yo, that's yeah. expensive, bro. I can't go, yeah, like, what are you wearing? Yeah. Like, what do you, this is just different, but like, that's not expensive for you. So right in front of the cash register, right? I said, how much is your sneakers right now? Yeah. And then I said, how much is my sneakers? What's more expensive? He goes, well, mine are. I said, okay. What's more important, your health or your sneakers? 
Mm-hmm. The cash register is sitting there like, you know, like yeah, yeah. awkward and stuff. Like, what's going and on I'm here? giving him yeah. life lessons in front of, you know, now is his childhood friends that were with us. The rest of his crew, um, the rest of the rappers left or whatever. It was me and his main crew. So long story short, three months later, I end up getting a house in that neighborhood that I was telling you that I liked, which is crazy. It was insane how it worked. But we end up working with each other. I went up, worked with him. We, we spent probably three hours a day, four times a week with each other. Out of the four, out of three, four hours, one hour was training, and the other three hours is just talking to him, life mm-hmm. coaching him. He never, he never asked for help. He never asked for advice. He never asked me his questions. I gave it to him. I gave it to him. Um, I saw a little how you do anything, is how you do everything. So I saw things that I saw being late. I said, Is being late helping or hurting your career right now? He's like, Well, it's going to hurt. I said, Okay, so why are you late? So if you figure, because he's very, he has a mamba mentality. He always looks, how can I get better? So I challenged him in a whole bunch of different ways. And after working with each other for a year, we became, he became like a little brother to me. He lost 35 pounds, no skin issues. I rehabbed his ankles, ankles hundred percent. If you see him perform on stage, he just did Coachella last two weekends. He's jumping everywhere. No injuries, none of that. No, no therapy, none of it. None of it. Not not a damn thing. We became like best friends. And then while working with him, Naomi Osaka jumped in a lot of our sessions too. And she heard a lot of my speeches as well. Um, but I never put her on camera, nothing like that, because I don't I don't do it for that, you know. But um, you know, it gets to a point where Corday and Naomi's dog is at my house when they leave town, you know, or my where our dogs are hanging out more than we are hanging out, right? Like he's like, Yo, bring the dog when you come. I'm like, all right. So that was my most successful story because. When I was working with Corday on our second day, third day, I said to him, I said, yo, I'm going to be one of the biggest coaches in the world. I feel it because he's telling me his dreams. And I was like, look, man, I, I understand where you're coming from because I can feel mine too. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know it may sound, I used to always say this because I used to be surrounded by non-dreamers and I came from a very, you know, environment where everybody thought the same. I used to say, don't think I'm crazy. I used to always say that. If you would ask me, Anything, any question, I'm like, okay, don't think I'm crazy, but this is this is my opinion. But now I'm like, no, nah, this is what it is. So I told him, I said, yo, don't think I'm crazy, but I have a vision that I'm going to become one of the biggest coaches in the world. I, and I won't stop until I, I'm going to die trying. And he goes, I already know that. That's why I hired you. And that, him saying that, he doesn't know. Him saying that, I swear to God, was like one of the most heartwarming things because i was depressed when i was working with him mm-hmm. i was i'm not talking about depressed like i'm talking about depression i'm talking to, about, about the part where i can sit on the couch and just look at the wall all day and that wasn't me that's mm-hmm. just not who i am and when i was working with him I, I didn't know who i was i was being tested by the universe oh you want these dreams oh you prepared marketing um, building websites i started an llc you started be great with Nate podcast you, you, you bought the name Be Great With Nate because you vision one day it may be something. Mm-hmm. And then boom, when he, when he, I remember leaving his house that day and I was driving and I'm like, and I hit something and I want you both to realize this for your own life. After him giving me that compliment and Naomi working with me, I thought I would feel different. I thought when I left the house that I would feel different. And when I noticed it, I was like, God damn it, Nate. The confirmation was what I was searching for, but I was already the person that I want to become. And so mm-hmm. are you. So stop looking for the confirmation. You are who you think you are already. 
Mm-hmm. So as soon as I got the confirmation, I thought something different would change in me. Um, nothing really changed in me. It just conf- it was kind of I already yeah. knew, mm-hmm. and he seen it too. And when someone mm-hmm. sees what you see, after a lot of people not seeing it, especially someone who was respected like he was, like we couldn't go nowhere without pictures. Um, you know, I had a lot of respect for him. And then I started listening to his music. I'm like, oh, he's fire! Like, so yeah. I became a fan, low low key. But long story short, he's down 35 pounds. His mental health, his everything was just so, so, so such an improvement where he became like family to me, where I spent my birthday with him, Christmas with him, et cetera. So that was my most successful story because as soon as I started working with him, three, four months, I blew up on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then you just needed that validation to show that like, and you were bold, you went for it. Mm-hmm. And then you get validated by someone like him and you're like, I came here to do what I need to do. And yeah, it's exactly. a challenge too. Like mm-hmm. he didn't answer you right away and it yeah. took months and then it took more weeks and then he didn't answer for a week and you have to put yourself out there and be like, no, I, I know my worth. I know what I can do for you. And it's just a matter of time. Now, when you deal with famous people and you, if you haven't already in your coaching business, when you deal with them, you're not only dealing with them, you're dealing with the manager, you're dealing with the lawyer, you're dealing with the accountant, and you're dealing with the whole crew that they come with, like friends that they take care of, et cetera. So I was talking crazy to everybody. Like I was talking, I'm like, like I watch. <laughs> exactly. So then the G, what happened was the goal was for GQ, right? So we got him mm-hmm. ready for GQ. It was supposed to be three to four pounds, skin get clear, got him down seven, skin was beautiful. So I thought my job was done. I go back to the house and then um, they call me downstairs after the GQ magazine shoot. And my apartment building in Studio City at the time. I go downstairs and they both hug me. And I'm like, what's this? They're like, we want you to be on payroll. We want you to be officially part of the team. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. So I'm like, okay, so what's the goal? He goes, well, I'm about to make this album. I want to get a little leaner. I want to perform. And I want, I want to be able to wear these type of clothes. So we have, he told me the dream and the idea. And at the time he was down seven pounds. And then we went for another 28 pounds. Damn. Yeah. So I put him on a strength and conditioning program, nutrition program, life coaching program, and then everything was organic. It was done in a holistic manner. So no longer need to go to skincare each week. No longer had to go to specialist for his ankle. Um, we managed life coaching with him. So there was no, Corday doesn't have anything bad in the news or on his name right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has a good reputation and his relationship with his girlfriend is beautiful. So, And you um, take all the four core and put it together. And I think that's the beautiful thing because everyone tries to focus on the food or what do I drink or like all these different things. And it's like, no, you got to take all the four levels and apply them. That's the only exactly. way you're going to feel real change. Exactly. And knowing that he, he never spoke to anybody really about how he felt and stuff like that. When you come from the ghetto when you grow up and you have to live fast, his father was like my father on the streets, hustler. When you grow up and that that's the situation you grow up, as you grow up fast is what it's called. You grow up, you grow up mm-hmm. fast. You got to get with it. And when you grow up fast, there's no time to talk about how you feel. It's talking about like, all right, we got to get this money. We got to get, you know, pay these bills. We got to make it. And then when you do make it, you can still have that mentality and that urge that nothing's good enough because you, you're working off the reptilian brain survival. Yeah. And we had to get him to recognize that, dude, slow down, man. Like, look how much you, you know, you succeeded. You're 24 years old, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. So- it was a lot of those type of conversations and, you know, just amazing ideas. You know, um, I was I, most of the songs that he made 
I was with him when he made them because we'll work out. He wrote a lot of his music in the middle of our workout sessions. It so I'm just, there for three hours waiting for him, looking at him like, yo, we got to finish these lunges. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, my creative juices are flowing. He's like, I'm finishing these lyrics and then we'll do the lunges. Yes. You have to have, I had to have, and he, Look, we became like family. I was so patient with him. Sometimes I came to the house and he's like, yo, Hot 97 is going to interview me. Um, I thought I was free right now. Can you wait? And I had to move my clients around. But at the time, I used to pull up to his house on a Honda, right? And I had the weights in the, in the, in the trunk. And I used, to put the, I used to carry all the weights in, the, in his garage and train them. And then it got to the point months, like three months later, he was one of the reasons why I made a decision on getting a house with a back, a, a detached garage where I can convert it into a gym. And then I live seven minutes away from him. So we were with each other almost four or five times a week. He came to the house. I made him a protein shake, um, waiting for him when he gets to the house, um, t- you know, water, towel. And then it got to a point where he needed to have headphones on. So I was working with him while he wasn't even listening to me because that's how hungry he was for music. And he needed to listen to the beat and make his music while I was working with him. And he's all day long. He's the type of dude that I had to sit down and slow down mm-hmm. because he's he felt guilty if he worked six days and a half and not seven. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest question, I think, from all of this is like, we talk so much about the zones and even hearing this specific story, it's like, in my brain, it's firing, like what's going on with him and what are some of the things that you did? And of course you don't have to go into detail about what you did for him. Cause that's his business. But mm-hmm. when it comes to zone one, zone two, and zone three, what are some of the healing modalities? What does that actually Perfect. look like in practice for people? Beautiful. So I'll bring you through the healing process, but then I feel very bad if someone is listening and never actually finished your last question with, you said, how do you know which one's causing the problems mm-hmm. you'll find one that's considered the uh, the mother the main issue is subconscious it's what your habits are set on and then you have the daughter where it shows up today so if a person has zone one safety security issues childhood trauma um it may be showing up in zone two today with issues with menstrual cycle peeing a lot lower back pain a manipulation either being manipulated or being a manipulator self um um you know um emotionally needy was what the word I was looking for. So how do you go about it? Okay. So let's just make an example. I'll give you a clear example of what I see almost every day. You'll get a zone one. You get the main issue in the last couple of clients that I had is zone one, zone one, safety, security, mom, dad was really, you get a lot of dad, especially with women. Dad was very abusive. Okay. Dad being extremely abusive, daddy, dad abused mom. Okay. Dad started abusing you at seven years old because you're trying to protect mommy and then dad beat you with the yelling and screaming. So the main problem with this person is going to be issues with zone one. So let's just say we have a zone one main issue and then this person's having major zone two issues. Let's just say zone three, digestive issues because most people have digestive issues. Major digestive issues and it's showing up there. Okay, watch this. We know zone three and I'm going to write this out so I don't miss a step, okay? We know zone three is connected to the digestive tract, the core, okay? So liver, pancreas, stomach, small intestines, large intestines, spleen, okay? So we know, say if a, a client has non-alcoholic fatty liver from eating too much sugar, okay? And you, they know that they eat too much sugar. They know they eat bad, but they're not stopping. Why? Because it's showing up as a behavior issue with eating, 
but the root cause is because they may have always dealt with trauma of eating of celebrating food when i was a kid we celebrated hard days with ice cream and burger king i used to live right next in the hotel I lived in that we had our burger king next door so when dad made finally made money we can go eat and that was 24 hours so we used to stand there on the driveway because the driveway was 24 hours so the regular store was closed but we'll stand on the driveway waiting to order our food and we and eating was like oh we made it today okay mm -hmm. The, the client that has zone three issues, digestive issues, eating food they know they shouldn't be eating, creating these issues, knows it should be changing, but they can't because zone one is their main issue. Zone one, they so since safety and security is a primary issue for them, they're overworking. They're scared to take off work. They're overworking overtime to make money because financial is going to be the finances and safety and security are the main issues that show up today with their zone one. So instead of what they do is they overwork overworking leads to not having time to pr prepare food not having time to prepare food makes them what eat junk food or eat things that are not good for them see that so my goal is i sit there and say okay how do i get this client to go the opposite way okay so i have a client right now she wants to start a business she lives in a house where dad was abusive she has zone one and zone three Okay, zone one is the main thing. Zone three showing up today. Major digestive issues. Some people are constipated for seven days. I'm not sure if you know that, but I run into a lot of people who constipate for seven to ten days. That's extremely hard on the body. Mm -hmm. So she has major issues. Now, why is she still living with that? Well, because since she had safety and security issues when she was younger, she fell in love with a drug dealer at 17 years old. The drug dealer promised her life and promised her safety, took her, manipulated her, broke her heart. And then when she was done, instead of actually helping her build, he he lived and craved off the simple fact that he she was depending on him. So when it was time for her to stand up for herself and leave, because zone one, the major dysfunction is not standing up for yourself. When she finally stood up for herself, she ended up back in dad's house in her 30s, right? So if you're 30 years old, you're in dad's house, you have trauma, and now you're scared to say what you want to dad because you had that abusement your whole life. What happens when you are in the kitchen with dad and you had a long day? What, what is one of the ways that she handled her stress? Eating cookies and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So when I worked with her, she's like, Nate, I have digestive issues. I have this, I have this, I have that, I have that, I have that. I'm like, okay, what's your dream? Zone one people, the more trauma you have in your childhood, the less imagination you have. It's a fact. Read the book, The Body Keeps the Score. Two major things happen with people when they have major trauma. Number one, the, uh, the ability to get into the intellectual mind, the imagination shortens. Why? Because you have three parts of the mind. Think of it in a cartoon. You can see this picture. Google P-A-U-L, Paul Check, P-A-U-L-C-H-E-K, brain. He has a perfect photo of it. The reptilian brain, emotional brain, which is the animal brain, loving and emotions, and then intellectual thoughts, words, deeds, ideas. The more a person's tapped into the um, survival of the reptilian brain, the less ability they have with the emotional and intellectual. So you'll know somebody being in a relationship where it's abused and you're like, yo, why are you with this guy still? You should leave. And they never leave. Well, one of the reasons why is because they're intellectually, they never even thought about that. <laughs> you'll be like, yo, you didn't think about that? They're like, yo, I never <laughs> thought about that. You're like, for real? Because the ability for them to naturally think and use their imagination is shortened. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, the second thing that shows up is that your three primary hormones, insulin, cortisol, adrenaline, never return to normal. 
with real childhood trauma or just trauma. It's a fact. Read the book. The body keeps the score. You'll learn about those things. So now I have this client, and I knew the first thing I need to deal with her before I talk about diet with her. That doesn't remember that's secondary right now. What is causing you to do it is your root cause is zone one safety and security. How can we get my client to recognize a plan for her to get out? Now, if you usually if you have a zone one, you had issues with mentors in your life because mom or dad brought all this stress in your childhood. Who do you really go to for mentorship? If a woman had issues with her father and then got taken advantage of by a man, when I come in. Right. Sometimes it could be a little bit of protection, protecting themselves until I earn their trust. But when I come in and you're getting advice and someone's trying to help you build, like another man's trying to mentor you, it's a different ballgame. The biggest changing point in my life was when Angie Check, the Check Institute, coached me. Changed my life. Because I was used to men coaching me. My father, my grandfather, my uncles, my basketball coaches, my football coaches. When Angie coached me, it was different. I was about to cry the whole time. I was holding back tears for days. Every time she talks to me, I want to cry because I never had a mother coach me before. You see that? So with her, number one, we had to figure out what's safety and security. How can we recognize that she's safe and secure? Or how can we get her to safety and security where she's not? that's not turned on? Her dream. She got to move out of her father's house, man. She can't be in that. She's not safe there. She don't feel safe. So that's one of the biggest triggers for her. Second thing is she works for her father. Oh my so God. imagine that. So when she moved back with dad, digestion got worse, health got worse. I can sit here and say, well, because you're eating gluten. No, <laughs> the real reason why is because you're with dad all day. Dad is a trigger of stress for you. You live with dad. You're in the environment of dad. Your trauma took place in the same bedroom at five years old that it is at 30. She lives in the same house. So my number one goal with my client is opening up her imagination and making a game plan to get out mm -hmm. and believing in her and showing her, hey, you know you can do that, right? So we came up with three simple ideas that she never even thought about for her business. And now she's texting me like, oh my God. So it went through and this is going. And now we can be able to get out in two months. Oh my God, you're so right. And this is what happens. And then I say, how's your diet? Oh, my diet's great. Why? Because she's no longer overeating from a stress event or a trigger of stress. Mm -hmm. Why? Most people zone one over or under eat when they have stress in their life. So that's how you, and that's, I'm telling you right now, I give you 5%. If I give you 95%, the other 95, you, you're going to have to use the bathroom or go to sleep or something like that. You're like, I don't got time for that. <laughs> no, you can't do all that. And what about like physical pain in the body? Perfect. So let's just make an example. So um, I'll give you a great example. I have a client right now who has uh, digestive issues. Um, and her digestive issues, she started having a nerve go where her bladder is at. It's like she says, Nate, it's like something stabbing my pelvis, okay? So what's going on is that she has so much inflammation. In early 2021, um, last year, uh, she went to the doctor. She watched this Instagram girl that has a million followers work out. She brought her workout program for like $8,000. I never oh. heard of this before. My God. She gets the kettlebell. She goes... She has big breasts. Women that have big breasts, especially if you develop at a young age, there's a huge chance that you're going to create imbalances in your shoulder called internal rotation. Mm -hmm. She went to go swing the kettlebell and she pulled the muscle that connects to her sternum, right? Which is yeah. right here on your chest. She went to the doctor. The doctor told her, you have GERD. She was like, what? So they put on uh, anti, um, 
proton inhibitors, which lower your stomach acid, which she never had a problem with to begin with, that therefore created issues with eating protein. She couldn't eat protein. Protein is responsible. Stomach acid is responsible to help digestion of protein. She couldn't handle protein because she had no stomach acid. So then when she did eat the protein, the protein went to the small intestines undigested, which bacteria comes from the, the colon up to the small intestines. You create something called SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Okay. She created so much inflammation in her digestive tract with low stomach acid. She gained so much weight from this that the inflammation is protruding out, which then has her belly hang over her waist, okay? When the belly hangs over the waist, the nerve that comes, that connects from the spine through the nervous, um, through the digestive tract down. Remember, I told you there's a nerve that wraps under the pelvis that goes to the lower back. She's having major issues, so she... Goes down from Sacramento down to Los Angeles, which is like a six-hour drive, seven-hour drive. Once every two weeks to go to a chiropractor, a special chiropractor. Okay. So when I started working with her, immediately I said, you're doing we, – we, we got to fix the digestive issue. So as soon as you fix the inflammation, then now we go and connect the nerve communication to the muscle. We do um, – she had an anterior pelvic tilt. We loosen up the hand – I mean we loosen up the uh, hip flexors, the quad – we strengthen the glutes and hamstrings, and we rehab the transverse abdominis and lower abdominis where the mm-hmm. pelvis is neutral, where now she has no pain. Wow. So you got to go to where the main source is at. So when I tell people, oh, the reason why your, your back pain hurts is because you're bloated, they're like, that's bull. That's bull. I said, okay, so lay down and do this core exercise for me really quick. Lay down, put your hands to your side, head down, bring your feet off the ground, bend your knees so your knees at 90 degrees. While pushing your lower back and keeping that lower back on the ground, extend your right leg straight. And they come back nice and slow. You see when they go, their back comes off the ground and their leg shakes the whole time. Yeah. After doing that, I said, would you feel that? Either they feel it in the upper abdominals, which you're supposed to feel it in your lower abdominals because you mm-hmm. compensate, or they feel it all on their hips. And I said, my friend, like I said, your inflammation, you, you're inflamed. Now, mm-hmm. I can work with you and I can take your money and keep you here for two years, or I can really help you. And... I don't, I don't have time to keep you here and babysit and, and, and argue with you. So like I said, you, you start creating a system where you get people who don't believe or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And you don't – my core values create your core values to the point where you just don't have time for that. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. it's okay. Not everybody's ready for that. And usually they'll come back two weeks later, three weeks later, a month later, et cetera. But um, we got her right. She's feeling amazing. I can read you client text messages – I have a thousand of them right now from the clients I worked with in the last four or five months. I can just tell by talking to you that you know what you're doing. And I I respect it a ton. Thank you. I think the worst thing that, and I've dealt with it myself, is not knowing where to go next when you're, whether it's pain or you're just uncomfortable or like something's going on. So I feel like you give the clarity. Yes. And I think if you, if you want to take a cheat code um, that can save you a lot of time, go through the Czech Institute, C-H-E-K Institute. I was able to usually can take the get through all their programs through the holistic side. It can take three to four years. I got through it in one year because I studied this from him when I was broke. So when I actually got the money, when I graduated college and started, like I took all my money from coaching. I put it right back in education. When I got in there, I, you know, when I was in class, they asked me to stop participating because, you're right. you know, you're working with people who are in the financial industry that want to transfer over or people who are massage therapists that don't really understand how they all connect. I just came from the science world. Mm-hmm. So I know 
the muscular system and nervous system, like the back of my hand, they taught me the emotional and organ and gland connection. They taught me the other two layers. And when I was able to connect that, I was like, it's game time. Game over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if there was something that you knew before, like before all of this, and you wish you could have told yourself this, what would it be? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's a hard one. <laughs> that is a hard one. So something I would have known before. Yeah. Our tagline is yeah. like, this is all the things that you wish you knew sooner. So yeah, what no, this is awesome. Things for you. Okay. So if I can go back. And it could be in any area of life. Okay. I'll tell you easily. I wish I'd known the connection between organs and emotion, emotional issues to the muscular system. When I was 16 years old, I used to do um, from 16 to 22. Um, I ended up being a Division One football player. I was the first Division One football player in school history. From 14, no, from 16, 15, I started getting this lower back pain that was so bad that I used to have like 250-pound men walk on my back before practice and after. And I could not fix it. I went to, um, at the time, my mom was on uh, welfare. So we we went to like the emergency room to see doctors. And I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis could not fix it. And I still had 20 plus scholarships. Um, but I was nowhere near as explosive as I could have been like nowhere near. And, um, I just thought it was like a genetic thing or my whole family has hip issues. So I'm like, Oh, this is just a genetic thing. I went with that excuse. I let that. And then at 21, 22 years old, I came across I came across this video a lot of times, but I ignored it because my belief system, I have a science brain, did not believe it. Yo Elliot was my idol growing up. When I saw Yo Elliot speak, I said, for the first time at like 15 years old, I for the first time in my entire life, I'm like, holy crap, I could finally look up to somebody and say, that's me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it with basketball because I wasn't, I was looking up to guys that was six, like Carmelo Anthony was like six nine. I'm like, well, I'm not six nine. I love J. Cole, but I can't rap. I'm like, I can't, I love these guys, but I, I'm not going to be doing those things. When I saw Yo Elliot speak, I said, hope that's me. That's me. That's me talking. He said, the reason why your back is effed up is because your guts are effed up. And I'm like, what? When I first heard it, I'm like, man, stop. I, <laughs> I was, I went to leave a hate comment. That's how mad I was about it. Right. And I never, I never left a hate comment in my life, but that's how much he tests my belief system. Cause in science that, that doesn't, that's not true. We don't learn that. It's all about mm-hmm. muscular imbalance. And then I remember at 21, I was so tired of it, man. I, I will have to, and you know, we'll get done with a game. Like one day we had, we played Toledo on ESPN. I came home. We took an eight hour bus drive back, right? To Delaware. I get off the bus. We had practice like three, four hours. I could not move my back. It was so bad. So I would have to go to the athletic training an hour before an hour after. And it took so much time of my mm-hmm. sleep and stuff. So if you have practice at six in the morning, you got to be in the athletic training office by 445 in the morning. It's terrible. And they had attitudes and stuff. I'm like, man, I don't want to be here just much. You don't want me here. <laughs> so, yeah. so long story short, I remember I watched the video and he said, you know that your guts are effed up after eating a food and you start farting and burping. And I'm like, well, I fart and burp every time I have grains. So I remember like it was yesterday, I eliminated grains for the first time in my entire life. Two days later, no back pain. And I went to the, I went to the athletic trainer's office at 445. I'm like, yo, Lori. Her name was Lori. I'm like, Lori. <laughs> I have no back pain. Now, remember what I told you before. My mood one day was good, one day was bad. So mm-hmm. they kind of thought I was a bipolar case. Okay. Because I started getting to the 
at, at this moment, at this moment, because mm -hmm. I changed. I wanted to talk to you. I wasn't antisocial. I wanted to participate in extra school activities. I'm like, I can do that. They're like, who is this dude? And I became a whole different person. And then they were like, oh, his mom's bipolar. So he's bipolar. By the way, I'm not bipolar. I took 10 tests. I'm not <laughs> bipolar. What happened was is I no longer had that foggy mind that you had. Yeah, I no I longer had these neurological issues. And my back started working. And when my back started working, I'm like, I, I was doing play. I was, I became the first tight end to score in school history in 20 years. Like I became a whole different athlete. And I was like, I wish I would have known this at a younger age. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I wish I would have known. That's amazing. And it's so funny too, because everybody's like, oh, gluten. And you're like, yeah. Like, well, you want to know what happened? Start to I, learn what affects you. Yeah. You want to know? We After a game, we played, um, I think it was Florida State University. I was on a bus. And after the game, they give you Chick-fil-A. I was so goddamn hungry. I was trying to block a six, <laughs> five, 300-pound first-round drafter. It wasn't happening. I couldn't block them. And I and, and then I was when I ran, I was a tight end. So then when I went to go run my routes, I'm running a route against a second round linebacker. I'm like, oh man, this is this is a challenge, right? I never played football day in my life until my junior high school. The day that I tried, the basically the first game I played football, I got a scholarship. So I would go to the huddle. I knew nothing about football. They'd be like, Nate, run straight. I'm like, okay. Nate block 95. Okay. When do I go on hut two? Okay. So he'll say the whole play, and then Sebastian, I mean, uh, Sylvester was his name. He used to pull me to the side and whisper in my ear what to do because I didn't know. So everybody left the huddle. I'm just waiting. I'm like, yo, 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 you got you to tell me what to do. So I remember um, I ate the, I had to eat the Chick-fil-A sandwich. I was starving. And immediately, I was so numb to it before I felt the reaction. I start shaking. I start sweating. Um, I get mad. And then I had to go use the bathroom. I'm like, yo, I got to hit the bathroom right now. And I had gas. And then I remember my bowels. I became obsessed with looking at my bowel movements because I'm like, what's going on? And then I saw a whole bunch of mucus. And then I'm like, oh, wow. So I went to the, the doctor. The doctor, school insurance, after losing your school insurance, then you have to, um, you, you know, they send me to a specialist. I had to pay out of pocket and I, mm -hmm. I was broke i had a financial aid check that i was saving i went to the doctor got some tests done i had celiac disease so that explained everything to me mm -hmm. so yeah gluten with celiac is no bueno no good and anytime i get a client with celiac i automatically say don't eat a grain mm -hmm. in my opinion i don't think you should be putting grains in yeah. your body. it's hard we had a friend gluten is one cousin. It's too. one cousin of 98 other amino acids found in gluten. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. wheat um, and grains. Gluten is one. You got fruitin. You got a whole bunch of them. You can look them up. That's why if you read the book Grain Brain, mm -hmm. you will see the doctor expose these things. And they didn't like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. no. They never do. <laughs> and just for reference, we'll link all the books that you mentioned and yes. all the things yeah. in, in the bio. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I don't want people to think I'm just making these things up. No, yeah. no. And it's funny because we'll like smile when you say it because a lot of this stuff is the stuff that we've just so fumbled across in the yeah. last couple of years. There you go. That's what makes you practitioners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you are incredible. And this has been amazing. We appreciate thank you. all your time. Yeah. Thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. And this is a good you. one. Thank you for Let having me. Let people know where they can find you. Give yourself some credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you go to TikTok and you just uh, put in the search box, uh, search box, be great with Nate, right? My goal is yeah. for you to be great with me. I have a podcast called Be Great With Nate. 
um, that's on like Spotify, Apple, Google um, Podcasts, all those platforms. And then my Instagram is BeGreatWit, W-I-T, Nate, um, where you can find uh, my Instagram. And then my website is actually um, my – oh, it's DreamFit, DreamFitLLC.com. Now, when I first started doing all this, before Be Great When Nate blew up, I started DreamFit, where dreams and fitness come true. And I had a vision. I didn't want it to start off with Be Great When Nate because I had visions of my brother working with me, um, hiring friends. And I, I didn't want everybody rocking to Be Great When Nate. And they, they didn't feel like they were rocking my name on their chest. I'm like, ah. Mm -hmm. So DreamFit was more of a team thing. And so I have um, a website. I started doing a website. And now we're creating everything Be Great With Nate to separate specifically personal training from the four layers of training that I bring clients through. Mm -hmm. So for people in LA that want personal training or New York that I have a, a location in New York, we're in Westchester, New York. And I also have a location here in LA. And then I have the be great with Nate coaching business. So Amazing. perfect. I was going to say that we'll link yeah. that below as well, because we have yeah. people in New York and LA. Perfect. we are going to listen to this and want to get in contact with you personally. Definitely. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. Um, I, I really appreciate you both having me when you, when you um, DM me, I was in Hawaii. I was on mm -hmm. the beach. Yeah. I was chilling in Hawaii. And then I saw the DM and then I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta look at my calendar. Can I make this happen? And then I'm like, so I'm, I'm like, you know what? I was like super booked for like the next like three months basically. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this day and move the whole thing. So there's no rush. And then, um, so I'm happy I was able to make it. I'm happy for, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor for you to even take time to watch my videos it's an honor for you to want to even put me on your podcast it means the world to me and it would it will always mean to the world to me no matter what happens in my life i really i dreamed of these moments so thank you for helping me make my dream come true absolutely yeah, we appreciate you and honestly we're definitely gonna have to have you back because you're oh uh, yeah i feel bad i feel bad because i'm like i'm writing down my notes i'm like oh man i didn't finish this i didn't finish that finish no, that it happens. Oh, so and that, that's part of it too it's like you give all of this value and you put it all out there and it's like, listen, if you want to work with this person, you go you work will. with them. If uh -huh. this is like something that is like speaking to you, there's a reason. And yeah. it's like, even beyond that, we'll answer more in the next one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get any question Q and A's, just uh, load them up, send them to me, and then we can do a whole podcast off that. And I'll just yeah. fire away. We could yeah. go on for forever. Oh, so forever. I'm sure we'll have yeah. a part two. And my goal is my my intention is when I do these, when I do videos, I do content is to never shortcut people to make them think that my next move is a chess move for them to one work with me. I get that's marketing. I studied it, um, but there are people out there who can't afford coaches. There are people out there with single mothers. There are people out there that's going through something of a crisis. It's probably still trying to recover from the economy hit in 2020 in today. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why I get hard on myself. Cause I think that's the person that's on my mind. Those people who are struggling financially can't go to mom and dad at 19, 22 years old to get money from them to work with yeah. people like us. Right. So that's that, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure when I'm answering these questions for them, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But luckily they do have stuff like this. They have stuff like this podcast. They have stuff like your TikTok, like that mm -hmm. in and of itself could change someone's life, even if you never see them or speak to them one-on-one. -on -one. That's very true. That's very yeah. true. So thank you for being here. We, yes. we greatly appreciate it. And this entire episode was such a pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate you having me.